Guess what, cinephiles? I've just heard something absolutely mind-blowing. Okay, so you know when you search for something on Netflix, what you get is only a tiny fraction of what Netflix actually has. Netflix actually has more than 18,000 titles globally, but only like 6,000 of those are available in the U.S., so you're missing out on literally thousands of great shows, unless you use ExpressVPN. Yeah, Steve, ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location. So like, for example, if you're looking for stuff that's from another country, you're based here in the United States, you actually change your online location to Australia or the UK so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have over 100 different locations. They're on ExpressVPN. So you can, you can gain access to like thousands of of new shows no matter where you live. And this works with many other streaming services too there. You guys have Disney Plus or Hulu or Max or the BBC iPlayer, which is the one I use. I know I've used ExpressVPN to connect to Australia because I really love this show called Have You Been Paying Attention? I just put myself in Melbourne and I get access to it. You sign up using your email, but you immediately get access to the stuff. I've used the BBC iPlayer to watch a number of shows there on the BBC like Law & Order UK and others. And sometimes this show Guilty that I love that uh, screens there, when the new seasons pop up, because it takes like four months to get them on PBS, I watch them there using ExpressVPN. And it's incredible how easy it is and how simple it is to use. So why should you use ExpressVPN? Well, first of all, it is super fast. That means you can stream everything in HD with no buffering. It works on any device. So I'm an Apple guy, which means I've already installed it on my Mac, on my iPhone, on my iPad, and on my Apple TV. I'd install it on my Apple Watch if I could, and it encrypts your data. Now, this is hugely important because it protects your privacy and your security to keep you safe from hackers. So stop missing out on great TV and get thousands of new shows with ExpressVPN. We got them to give you guys three extra months of free use when you use our special link, expressvpn.com slash cinephiles. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash C-I-N-E-F-I-L-E-S to get three extra months completely free. Welcome, everybody, to The Cinephiles, where every week we dive into the world of a great film. Uh, trying to remember it? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember it. I am, I am your co-host, uh, John Stephen Roca. Uh, I am a actor, voiceover artist, actor, uh, host, writer, and producer over at Collider, and uh, a frequent guest on numerous other shows. Um Yes. Is that right? Did I miss anything? I think that's everything. Okay. I, I, I am Stephen Robert Morris, since we're giving middle names, and I am a sometimes filmmaker, a sometimes writer, a host on The Cinephiles, and uh, probably some other stuff, too. <laughs> well, this is this is my idea. We're, we're not going to uh, talk about a film this week, because uh, this was my idea to Steve, as Steve really liked. And, you know, Steve and I, uh, Steve's done an incredible amount of work throughout the whole cinephiles process and uh i just thought we should take a week where we just talk about our journey uh on this podcast and our journey with you all as fans uh and your comments and uh the things you've told us over the last few months as we've 
done the show because when we started doing it, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know where it was going to go. We didn't know how it would affect our friendship and our working relationship, what our working relationship would be like. And so um, I want to just, I thought this would be a great kind of end of year conversation to have for you all uh, where you just sit and listen to Steve and I talk about the show and then talk about our interactions with you all and give you guys uh, a lot of credit and plaudits and, and, uh, and love for uh, having stuck by us almost every week for every film we've done so uh that's that's what the general gist of this episode is going to be by the way i hope you had an awesome christmas we hope you had an awesome christmas and i think this is coming out around new year's so somewhere around new year i hope you enjoyed your new year's and welcome to 2018 we made it we survived y2k 17 i hope you have your cans of soup and your your water you didn't need to use any of that and you're good to go so we we survived into another year um, but anyway, this was so. This is what I wanted to do, Steve. Uh, what do you want to say here? Well, it's so funny because, as you know, I'm I might be described as a bit of a control freak, and normally, <laughs> when we do an episode of the Cinephiles, I have my iPad open and I have pages and pages of notes to try to keep straight the movies and all the little details and facts and tidbits and stuff I want to talk about. My iPad is closed. <laughs> I have no idea where this is going to go. Well, this is why Steve and I work together. I think so well is because Steve is very, very organized. He's very, very. He has, but I, I like to be organic. You shoot from the hip. Yeah, yeah. I like, to, yeah. I like to be organic. I've never been at a loss for an opinion or the ability to express my True. opinion, which is why I, I would say is why I've been somewhat successful pursuing this uh, change in my, uh, 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 professional life, and so. This is fun to do now, kind of lead this conversation because this, this, as I said, this was my idea. So I just wanted, Steve, when you, so let's just have this kind of conversation. Sure. When this, when did this show occur to you? Because for people who don't know, Steve pitched me this show in the midst of me doing six other shows right. and doing a bunch of other things at the same This was before I was at Collider full time. So I was doing a million, I was doing the Collider after shows. I was doing Far, Far Away. I was doing podcasts. I was doing a bunch of other things, I think. So, when did this f- idea come into your head of doing the show with me? Well, I think, you know, I, I, honestly, I think I was looking for a creative outlet. Mm. You know, like after The Assistance and then after I'd done this Great White Shark film, mm-hmm. which I'm really proud of and has only aired in Europe and Asia and has never aired in the United States. Yeah. And I was so depressed from all of that. And I'd started teaching, you know, because I was like, okay, you know, and I got into the like, I'm in my mid 40s and. Mm-hmm you know, maybe this dream of Hollywood isn't going to happen the way that I thought it was going to happen. And I had kind of Iron Man so many projects and had them, you know, gotten the shit kicked out of me a little bit. And I was looking around for a creative outlet. And and I listened to so many podcasts and audiobooks. And I'd been listening to you for about a year, mm. doing a lot of your podcasts and really liking them and going like, oh, maybe this is something that I could do. And I think our first conversation, we didn't really have an idea. I kind of just came to you and said, Mm-hmm. would you be interested in trying to do a podcast with me? And then it kind of went towards classic films. Yeah. And then, you know, it took a little while to figure out what the, the format was, but it was sort of, it was really me just going, how can I ride on John Rocco's coattails <laughs> and, and use him <laughs> pretty much it to do something that would be creatively fulfilling for me. And it really, it really has been. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's humbling to hear you say that, you know, cause I just don't feel I deserve any of that. But like in my mind, I rem- I remember, 
that we'd had conversation with our friend Jonathan Blue. And we'd always oh, talked right. about movies with him because Jonathan's very knowledgeable about movies. And we should have him on the show one time yeah. for a film he really loves. But I remember us being at a party because we've been friends for 15 years now yeah. or a long time. Steve and I have been. And I remember Steve and I, Jonathan, would always like eventually slide into a conversation about a film or about classic films or a classic film director. And I remember us being at a party one time and... um. I just kind of talked about the possibility of the three of us doing a show called right. I don't know, I don't know. What do you think? And oh, that was right. that was going to be that's the title right. of the yes. show. And so we would talk about a film, we would review a film, and then go. And at the end of our opinions, one of us would go, I don't know. What do you think? And it would right. be a way of like uh, both uh, reinforcing our beliefs about the film, but then undercutting the seriousness of believing your own belief about the film. That, that you have to create space to have other conversations, other right. points of view. And then, and, and, and then I just forgot about it. And I think then you brought it like months later, you came to me and were like, well, I am thinking about doing a show. Would you want to do a show with me? Would you? And then that, then we kind of said, well, it has to be like what we've always talked about, the great films, the classic films. And then we kind of arbitrarily came up with the idea that it being having a 10 year yeah, window. Yeah, it is definitely right? arbitrary. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's funny. There's, I don't think I've ever told you this story, but it's something that's influenced me on a lot of thinking about how, I think about this show, which was it's such a bizarre story, but sometime in the late eighties, mm -hmm. I was watching Phil Donahue as you do, as you did back then, as you did back then. <laughs> and Phil Donahue had had on, um, two or three movie critics and two mm. or three guys who worked in video stores to talk about movies. And that was the panel. Wow. And I have such a strong memory of like, there'd be, you know, and they would ask questions for the audience and someone in the audience say, well, I want to watch a, like a really gory, stupid slasher movie. And the film critics would have nothing to say. Mm -hmm. And the, and they're like, oh, well, those movies, this movie's terrible. I'm not going to talk about it. And the guys who worked in the video store would say, oh, if you want a really dumb one, you have to go get this one. It's 1984, like whatever it is. Right. And I remember having the, the epiphany that like, oh, the film critics feel that their job is to direct you away from bad things. Right. And that the guys in the video store, they feel like their job is to direct you towards things that they love. And the reasons that they love them can be different because the reasons you love the dumb, silly, gory slasher film are different from why you love Citizen Kane. Right. And like and and that's one of the things I knew when we first started talking is I don't want to be negative. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's yeah, so many that. there's yeah. so many podcasts and there's so many things where it's like about ripping up the latest film. Mm -hmm. and it's like, first of all, I don't think it makes sense to compete in that space. And second of all, I know from making movies, it is really, really fucking hard. Mm -hmm. And most filmmakers, including the great filmmakers, make films that aren't good. And that I don't need to waste time ripping things apart. Right. I want to talk about what I love in film. Yeah. And that started guided... Uh, I think our early conversations in terms of how we approach this. Yeah, and I remember how uh, how surprising that was to me because I because Matt Matt and Ost and I over on the Top Ten show we love doing the occasional episode where we bash a film right. or tear a film apart, and in nowhere we do we bash the creators of the film. We bash sure. the film itself. You know what I'm saying? And so and make no mistake, I can bash a film. Oh sure, you I'm have sure. heard me. Yes, I, I yes I know. Yes I know. But so when you said that, I actually thought that was a fantastic thing for you to say. I remember hearing that the first time and I was like, oh, this is actually cool then because then we can talk about the films we love, which right. I think is really important. I think the people listen to us, they listen to us to hear our analysis films, but also because we love it. And right. it didn't mean that we weren't going to pick a classic film that maybe I didn't like or you didn't like 
or didn't or think didn't it was know. or didn't know right yeah. uh, or didn't think it was the best no matter how much people tell us they love it like you've said before on the searchers or french connection those are just not your kind of films right and but that doesn't mean the film can't be talked about or analyzed or looked at from an objective point of view uh, as an analyst or a critic or whatever uh, so those are the, i really enjoyed when you said that because okay well, this means we're gonna have a lot of films to choose from right. that we are going to enjoy talking. It's going to make it enjoyable to do the podcast. Well, it's funny. I people have asked on Twitter and and yeah. and uh, how do you guys pick what film you're going to do next? Mm. And the answer is like a very scientific process based on <laughs> algorithms sure, and computer. Sure. No, we're just picking we the things that we do. I mean, yes, we have a Patreon page, mm -hmm. and you could suggest films, and we're going to do a lot of those films in the coming year. Absolutely, because um, we've been a little behind on it. Right. Uh, but we're going to do a lot of those films. But a lot of it is we kind of look at what we just did and look at where we are and go, oh, well, this will be an interesting contrast to what came before. Yeah. And most of it is like, I call you up or you call me up and go, oh, I'd really love to do this one right now. And then it's okay. Yeah. Whatever we feel passionate about, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, and we had a number of meetings about like what films should we talk, what films should we, and we would like create this list and it was an Excel spreadsheet. We sent it back and forth to each other so we could add. Uh, right. And at some point it got to be 81 films. We're like, Jesus Christ, we're not going to have time to do all these because we didn't know if the if the show was even going to be successful or people were going to listen right. if it was going to take off you know and um but we created an initial list and then uh and then what's been great through this process though as fans have become more and more in love with our podcast and really enjoy it and look forward to our podcast every week it's been nice to see them suggest films that because we're so caught up in like the next great film we're going to do that sometimes we forget their anniversaries of films right. or there are films coming out that uh uh relate to something right yeah. right and and so some some of you and i'll say this to you all who are listening some of you all some of your tweets have influenced the films we've chosen uh either indirectly or directly there's no question there was someone i think that tweeted something about excalibur and i think we recorded yeah. it like three days later that's right that's you right. know because we just both went yes that sounds great to do yeah, yeah. well and, and and, and, and there have been weeks we've chosen films and then changed the film because of someone's suggestion. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and some of the reasons that we change the films that we're doing is because someone passes away. It's yes. very sad. And we go, well, we want to do a tribute to to a great filmmaker or a great actor. Right. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of a fascinating watching the because because the because the, the other thing that we often try to do is we want to do the big famous movies. Yeah. But we also sometimes want to do a movie that's maybe less known that we both have a love for, you know, and that hits us at the right moment. Exactly. You know, and we, one of the really nice things has been hearing that there are people who have discovered movies they never saw or watch movies they had always heard about but never had the time to watch because we did the podcast. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's been one of my greatest joys to hear that um, or to read that rather on Twitter or or on the Instagram posts I do or on the YouTube comments sometimes people say like, yeah, I, I, I'd always wanted to watch this film, and now you, you motivated me. And some people, it was really fascinating when I get these tweets from people who go on binges of right. our show, like episodes back to back to back, and then watch the movies back to back to back that we're talking about. That's fascinating to me. And so it's, I mean, because the whole point that Steve and I, even when we first started having conversations about films, like way back when in our friendship, it was about the love of these films, the enjoyment of the films, and you find a, a kinship with someone who understands how to analyze these films, and there's a joy to that, because there's nothing more joyful for me than like you saying something, and I go, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. Oh, wow, what a new and interesting way to appreciate 
the film because sometimes you think you've looked at it as many ways as you can and then someone says something puts some things together and then you're like oh shit i didn't think of it that way and that's been so great things about the film about the show and i think it's always you know you and i bring a different perspective to the movies both we bring different perspective because we have different backgrounds we have come you know we come from different places but also because you know i'm 90% 90% of the time, I'm always sitting back a little bit from film mm. and being intellectual because that's just how my brain works. Right. And you are much more in the moment and responding emotionally. And so I always learn things and have to think about things in a new way by experiencing them through the way that you're experiencing yeah. them. You know? And that's been one of the great, I think that's why you know this works really well between yeah. the two of us. Yeah, um, and, and then particularly when we bring in guests, we've had some great guests mm-hmm. over the years and basically every one of them. Over is, the years, I love that. We've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> A year and a half. <laughs> Has it been a year and a half? Yeah. Fuck off. Really? Yeah. yeah, a year and a half. Wow. Yeah, we started in June of 2016. Holy crap. Yeah. A year and a half. That's amazing. All right. We, we, yeah, keep going. We, I'm sorry. We, yeah. Over the years. Yes, yeah, sure. Over the that years. Agrees. Over years. the months. I agree. Two years. It counts. Um, uh, <laughs> and every one of them has brought stuff that was like new and interesting things about those films. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, and this is the thing too, is in a lot of ways where this started was you and I drinking in a bar after seeing a movie mm-hmm. and wanting to create some of that feeling of just having a great conversation about film with yeah. your friends. Yeah. And, and you're right. We bring these people and almost every single time after they're done, they're like, I want to come back. When can I come back? Think of me for the, any film you've got coming yeah. down the pike. And we've had, our friends are very accomplished people in their own, uh, career paths and, for them to come on and enjoy how we how we have conversations about films, I don't think anyone's walked away from being a guest on our film and our our show rather and been like, "Oh, that was an unpleasant experience," or "I didn't enjoy doing that," or "Not as far as we know." Yeah, well, <laughs> I've never because I mean, I don't think we have. No, but you're, uh, Yuri Lowenthal who did the Willie the Wa- Willie. Oh, Wonka. that was so much fun. Yeah, it was great. I casually mentioned on Twitter because someone said, "When's when is Yuri coming back?" And I'm casually. Uh, I'm sure we'll have Yuri back soon. And Yuri in capital letters tweeted back, my body is ready for whenever. So it's just, awesome. and I love that. And Steve Jones, who is, uh, you know, a, a old friend of mine. Yeah. A notoriously, <laughs> incredibly picky guy who's like very anal retentive about things. Had a great time on our show. Dan Panoshin, who has no right. reason to come on our show, enjoyed doing Conan the Barbarian with us. We've had Michael Vogel on numerous times. Uh, Kath- Catherine Early, is that her? Yeah, yeah, Kathleen Early. Kathleen who Early. Did, who's we afraid had, of Jennifer Wolf. Oh, yeah, who did her. She was so much fun to have on the show. And we've had Sasha Pearl Raver do Pulp Fiction. And we, and we just recently on Twitter, someone wrote, when are you having Sasha back? Yeah. And yeah. of course we want to. We've been talking about having her come back. Yeah, we've tried. We, the scheduling, we're trying to schedule that. It's, you know, people are busy. That's how it works sometimes. We've had the great Scott Mance from Access Hollywood. Oh, and those, three, probably three of our greatest episodes yeah. ever in terms of response. Yeah, they always, they always, you know, take some energy from me to like, oh, okay, Scott's coming back. <laughs> Here we go. You got to strap into that roller. You got to strap in. It's got to yeah. be big. It's yeah, got to yeah. be big. And Victoria and, and Victoria Keller, like uh, Victoria's Absolutely. come on, Vicky's come on, and and done a couple of episodes yeah. with us as yeah. well. So many great. Mike guests. Ross, Michael Ostrom, right? All sorts of great people have come on. The show. Oh, Ostrom was great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you you know, we talked about. Uh, it's funny. We we just did our Empire Strikes Back episode, and we mm. talked about Yoda. Yeah, and and, and I I forgot to say, like, if you really want to know more about how the Muppets work, you got to go listen to the Muppet movie. That's with true. Mike Ostrom because oh. he has so much to say about that. Yeah. Now it's it's that's because the other thing that's been so great about the show is that this is like film school for me. Yeah. Because every week it has forced me to spend five to 10, 15 hours studying a film mm-hmm. and really kind of forcing myself to think about it and and 
And that's been just a great, great learning experience. Yeah, and that's something that all of you listening should know. Steve spent so much time developing... Far too much. Ep- ep- <laughs> well, it shows. And I think it's the reason why... One of the big reasons why the show is so successful is because people tell... People can tell... Your attention to detail comes from a place of care for these films. And so you want to get it right. And your care for the audience, to get it right for the audience. Like you care about the people listening to the show that are understanding what we're talking about, where you're coming from, glossary terms, whatever, you know, all that stuff that you're teaching them how to look at film in a certain way. And I think that's great because we were once those kids or those people listening or reading uh, people's reviews or watching their reviews on television going, oh, wow, I never thought to look at a film this way. I never thought to look at these films in a certain way. And that's the way we work really well is, yeah, your technical approach to it, you understand camera lenses and like shots. You have the words for all the shots that that these directors are using that I have no... I just know what I'm seeing, right? right? And I'm... I pay more attention to the acting and the the overall uh, 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 threads of the movie, right. you know, the storyline threads of the movie. Those are the things that grab my attention more. And the technical stuff is great to appreciate, but I couldn't tell you the lens they used or the lighting, how the lighting was set up or how they got this kind of stuff to look a certain way or how the editing was done, which is something you do on the show as well, editing the show to put in the clips and everything like that. Just fantastic stuff all around. And I think that shows. So, yes, maybe you think you spend too much on it, but... I would like to think that the the love you get from the fans for the show is I, absolutely is the, is the, no. I, I it's been such a rewarding experience for yeah. me because there's so I know I think I've said this on the show before with so many things where I would write a screenplay or finish a film and sometimes and then it would just sit and nobody would see it right you know like I have a a pilot that I worked on that I developed with a fairly well known actress oh. that I thought was gonna we were gonna shop around and then she got other stuff. And so suddenly now it's back in a drawer. So it yeah. sat in a drawer for a year. And it's like, oh, I worked months and months and months on this script. I'm really proud of it. And no one will ever see it. Yeah. And the pain of that, just it just weighs you down after a while. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about Cinephiles is I finished the episode at Thursday, <laughs> you know, midnight or something. And Friday morning I wake up and there's a tweet saying that someone already listened to it. Yeah. And that feels so good. Mm. You know, like, it's, it's funny. There's a thing in... Um, Stephen King's Dark Tower series, where there's a character who's an artist mm-hmm. and can't stop doing their painting, basically. And and the thing Stephen King writes is that something like art has to get out. Yeah. And it'll and it'll do anything in order to be heard. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel that way sometimes. Like you just want to be heard. That's why I like teaching too, by the way, is I like teaching because I have direct connection with the people that I'm talking to. And I can yeah. feel that there's a there's a back and forth happening there, you know, and that's really special. Well, I think artists have to have their outlets, right? Art, art has to have an outlet, like what you were saying. That com- that quote makes absolute sense. Yeah, sense rather. And to me, the reason I got into this whole thing was to be able to talk about movies, to right. talk about this. For me, it's about the joy, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm teaching anybody anything. For me, it's oh, more- I think you are. <laughs> well, well, no, I seriously, there's no question about it. Well, it's, I, I, I'm very humbled by you saying that, man, because it just to me, it's I, I watched. Your knowledge of film is incredible for me to watch, and it's oh, okay. like I, I, I don't have that impetus to learn all the different things about, it or else I could be a director, I suppose, in the future. Right? I've directed plays. Yeah. I've never directed film because it's just it's like, super technical. Yes, and yeah. I don't have that. I don't have that proclivity to learn all that. So to listen to you talk about it is is great and fun for me. Like my friend Perry Nemiroff, who works at Collider, and she's a great critic. She went back to college after already having gotten a job 
full-time in the business doing film review, she went back to college so she could understand the technical aspects of making a film. So yeah. that she could, her reviews would have more depth to them and more understanding and more knowledge. And so that's something, I'm kind of cheating by doing this with you. Like I'm learning so much yeah. from you as I, as, I, as I do the shows and like re-watching film, the old films we talk about, uh, and even the ones we haven't talked about yet, it's fun to see. Oh wow! Oh, that's what Steve was talking about—that that particular uh, uh, shot or that particular uh, usage of that shot over and over again at a certain right. time, and and the editing pace of something like all of that comes back to me as I'm watching stuff. Well, I think like the thing that's important to remember about film, and this is uh, uh, something I talk about with my students quite a bit, hmm. is that. Films are extremely technical. Learning how to make movies is just, there's a lot of details and lenses and uh, F-stops and <laughs> editing equipment and lighting and, 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 and plus just the logistics of getting people to the set and feeding them and, you know, permits and budgets and all that stuff. And all of that exists in service of emotion. And if the emotion is not there, yeah. then all the other stuff didn't matter. And and I think one of the things that I don't, maybe you don't give yourself enough credit for is that that's what you bring. You know, like, and particularly like listening to Outlaw Nation is mm -hmm. the level of your honesty that you bring to the podcast and your emotional experience. That's what that's what's going to move people. Listen, I mean, they might want to learn from me. Yeah, you know. But the the whole point of watching these movies is you're going to have an emotional experience, mm -hmm. and that's what they're going to get. That's what you do so well on the show. Oh, oh, well, thank you. That's kind of you. Well, well, that's being an actor, right? That's all that kind of stuff. Sure, you, you live viscerally, and I feel bad for everyone. Who's ever sat next to me in a movie theater? Because I do experience. Steve, I've knows, been there a couple times. Yeah, I experience movies as they're happening, and I'm not like a wildish, outlandish guy. But when things are happening, my emotions are there, and, and I'm like living viscerally through the film. And that's one of the reasons why I love film, man. And listen, the world lets you down. People let you down. Uh, people leave you. People die. Um, tragedies you experience in life. Sometimes your life doesn't go the way you want it to go, and you have to confront these things but the place i always find solace is the movies man it, it's in a movie theater or in my house watching a movie it takes me away it and i and the one of the big reasons why i want to do the show with you was to either convey that in some way or to pass that on to people who are struggling in their own lives uh and and maybe can find some respite in the movies or in uh, the stuff we talk about and see lessons from the films in their own lives that they can be inspired by because movies have inspired my whole life. Like so yeah. much. And I, and I, and I'm sure there's millions of us out there who are inspired. I mean, of course, obviously me and you very inspired by the films we do. Um, and I don't think you give enough your, yourself enough credit. The emotional stuff you go through. Oh, I have emotions. Matter. <laughs> I just mean, I'm sure that's there to motivate you to you look at a film even more deeply and, that's important, and so to to that's what's so enjoyable about doing the show is like we we share our own emotional uh, reactions to the films and what, what we what we brought from our own lives to these films, and I think people tweeted us and comment because it resonates with them as well, and when they have similar experiences as us, yeah, uh, it's really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I think you know, there's a certain a huge swath of the population loves movies. Yeah. But there's a certain group of people that are drawn to them in this cinephile way. Hey you know? And 
and and continue to go back to them and back to them and back to mm-hmm. them. And what that is that makes us want to do that, I don't really know. Yeah. But I do know that most of the people that are my close friends that I've really cared about over those years are those kinds of people yeah. that want to keep going in and looking and understand, learning in whatever way they can or re-experiencing that stuff. Yeah, and discovering it anew in a different decade of their lives. Oh, yeah. Different lessons from the films, which is really important. Yeah. 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 This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hello, Cinephiles fans. You know, we all kind of walk around with these stressors, big, small, medium in our lives that are triggered sometimes by frustrations at work or frustrations at our job or just frustrations overall about our life. Because sometimes you know this, if you compare, you despair and you just want to live a life that's a little bit more clean and accepting of yourself and a little more open to receiving positive messages for yourself so you can have that life that you want to live and have that great work-life balance. And it's not always easy. And for me, for years and years, I thought all of this stress, all of this hardship, I had to just carry on my own, that this is what it meant to be a man. And it was finally getting therapy where I realized like, oh, I don't have to carry that stuff. There's a place where I can unburden myself and actually get advice and guidance about how to deal with it better in the future. Yeah, Steve, you and I have spoken very proudly about how therapy has helped both of both of us deal with our stressors in our lives. And if any of you are listening to us who are thinking of starting therapy, well, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if things aren't working out, which I think is a great benefit. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Cinephiles today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash C-I-N-E-F-I-L-E-S. Um, so I have a question for you. Okay. So um, are there, what are the movies that we've done so far? Is there anything that's really surprised you? Like in terms of... In terms of what? Well, in, in terms I would have of, to look at our list of films, but yes, <laughs> to, uh, in terms of what? Well, in terms of like you experienced, you hadn't seen them in a long time, you experienced them in a new way, or you, you saw them really differently, or our conversation really changed the way you perceived a film. Like, for instance, one for me, I'd never mm-hmm. seen Judgment of Nuremberg. Yes. So that one really affected me in a really profound way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew what it was. I kind of knew what it was and didn't know what it was, if you know what I mean. Right, right. Um, and the other one, which was... Uh, one I know I don't think you had seen, which was one I'd watched as a kid and then was just watching with my family was uh Black Stallion. Yes. You know, where I just went I just had this and I called you up, I'm like, I want to do this in the Cinephiles, and I think we did it within a week. Yeah. You know. I think for me it was uh, um all, all the president's men. Oh yeah. I remember all the president's men was something that I uh, I in, I enjoyed growing up and my time that I experienced it, but I didn't really uh like, I didn't understand why I enjoyed it as much as I did. And I didn't think we could analyze it in the way we analyze normal film. And then we could. And then we yeah. did, which yeah. was really incredible. Because to me, it seems like a faux documentary in essence. Right. And it ends up being so much more. And the other one I would say that leaps to mind is High Noon. High Noon is one that I've dismissed right. at times as a simple Western because it's just a guy who has the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the population of the town turn his back on him. And these people are going to attack him and whatever. And uh, uh, to, to for when we broke it down, I found a whole new appreciation yeah, for it's that a film deep, that I didn't have. It's a deep movie. Yeah. Yeah, it goes into a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's it's funny. Well, and the other one, like I remember, like having Sasha on for Pulp Fiction. My God, yeah, it was it, great. It was that was when I think I said it at the end of the episode, which is that I really like Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. but I loved it <laughs> so much more after having that conversation with Sasha. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just so much fun having her there. Yeah, the guests do, do a great job of having us re-experience the films through their eyes. Because Steve and I have known each other so long, we can in, we can in essence understand each other so well about our approaches to film. And so we we probably have a, an unco- a subconscious or an instinctive understanding of how we're going to look at a film uh, with each other. So when the guests come in, it's a whole new way to experience the film through their eyes and see what they catch uh, that we would may not right. catch together yet. Well, and particularly because I think yours and my tastes are relatively similar. Mm-hmm. And my evidence for this is that when I listen to the Top Ten show, I tend to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> much more than I agree with Matt. Yeah. Now, there are some times where I'm like yelling at the at the <laughs> at the podcast a little bit. Well, sure. But it just, so but when we have a guest in then they bring in their own movie and sometimes mm-hmm. it's a movie that you and I know but right. maybe not as much mm-hmm. or have sort of a different perspective and it's great to have someone come in. Yeah. You know, and 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 bring their own thing. Yeah. And this and this uh, what's also interesting. Well, here's a question for you, Steve. Is there a film that we've done that uh, has changed our mind about it. The Searchers definitely. I oh, mean, the Searchers. Interesting. I mean, okay. it, it's still not a movie I feel like I want to go back to all the time because mm-hmm. it's it's very painful. But man, that movie is so well made. Right. It is so gorgeous, and the, the cinematography is amazing. And John Wayne gives the performance of his life, and yeah. that that was definitely one where I went, "Wow, this is this is really something." Yeah. You know. Whereas French Connection, which was another one that wasn't one of my favorites, still not really one of my favorites, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, I can, again, this is what we do on the show. I can appreciate it in all of these ways. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I can't love that movie. Right. You know, how about you? Uh, I think for me, um, Willy Wonka, because... Well, you had never seen it. I'd never seen it, but also because I dismissed it as a kid's film in my right. mind. And I'm like, I don't need to see that film. You're like, And I'd seen the imagination, or I'd heard right. the imagination song. Yeah. I never saw the actual clip from the movie. Right. I'd only heard the song. And so when, and I really watched it. I did. I, I like, I had to make myself watch it the right. night before we were going to record the, the episode because I wanted to, I was so, uh, such a procrastinator about it because I was like, yeah, what if I hate it? What if I don't like it? What if it's not going to be my thing? Right. And uh, And then I watched it and I enjoyed it almost um, reluctantly. I enjoyed it because right. I wanted to not like it in a way, and I enjoyed it. And then to hear you and Yuri talk about it, it I was think, so much fun. That day. right, yeah. and it really completely changed my point of view on the film. Absolutely, you know. Is there a film that you didn't like? We can say we can be audience, honest with our audience. I think now. I'm still coming to terms with my uh, the recent. Uh, distaste for Casablanca like yeah. that's one that I'm really struggling with and my opinion on it caused two of the most negative comments we've ever gotten at my expense on on Facebook on right a couple yeah. of comments on Facebook and you know I, I felt for the first time ever the cinephile was corrupted by something we'd never had before with these negative comments because Almost one hundred percent of our comments are positive comments from people saying like, "Yeah, we get, we, we get really them enjoy it." I know sometimes yeah. when you and I get political, that there are definitely people sure. that are upset by some of the things that we say. Who disagree? Yeah, that's that's a different situation. Yeah. This is uh, this was this was more our points of views on the film, and people were saying to me, you know, how they felt that I didn't give uh, Ilsa a fair shake 
Um, is that is that's the character's name, Ilsa? Ilsa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a fair shake. And then I was excusing Claude Rains, and uh, you know, I had to really take a look at myself because I didn't think that I'd done that. And so, but if people were feeling that way, that was really difficult for me to accept. So. I feel the way I feel about Casablanca. It is not something. It is not a film that it's not I. Thing, yeah. It really isn't, and I and I've seen it multiple times, and I just don't see the magic of it. And even Humphrey, who I enjoy more in African Queen or Treasure of Sierra Madre, uh, or even in uh, Angels with Dirty Faces, right. I enjoy him more in those kinds of films than I do. Uh, or To Kill or To Kill or Be Killed, I enjoy him. I've never more. seen that one. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I enjoy him more in those kinds of films than I did in Casablanca for whatever reason, and yet. He's never more vulnerable than he is in Casablanca. Right. So it's it's an interesting path for me to walk with this film. Well, it's, it's film. funny. Like, we're not going to be perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not going to. There are things that I've said. Fortunately, I'm also the editor. So there are a few <laughs> things I've said that I went, I don't like the way I said that. And I took it out. Right. Um, and there are a few things I know that, like, I, I've sent to you, like, John, do you want me to keep this in <laughs> the podcast? And sometimes we kept them in and sometimes we haven't. But sometimes we're not going to say everything exactly yeah, in the yeah. perfect way. Yeah. And sometimes you're not going to like our opinions, you right. know? Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's the, the, for the, quantity of material that we put out we're going to make some mistakes there are some things where i just the fact that i got bruce lee's height wrong <laughs> just upsets me so much people commented ad nauseum oh, on that and i'm glad they did because yeah. i was wrong right. but i just so embarrassed there have been like four or five other things where it's like oh i left that out oh i got that wrong you know and it's just <laughs> that's part of the process man it is yeah it is, but course. it also means people are listening and that's oh, yeah. they're just not having it on in the background they're legitimately listening because if they're catching something, it's because they're listening intently and they're commenting. Well, and the reality is if we get something wrong, I want someone to come tell us. Of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's, there's no pride here in that way. No, you want to no. get it right. No, my pride is in totally different ways. <laughs> <laughs> are there films that we have not tackled yet that are uh, near the top of your list that you, you well, are looking forward to? one coming up that we're working on right now yeah. is Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously that's a huge one. Right. Uh, when people ask me what my favorite film is, mm. and the my answer is always kind of bullshit because oh. I don't know how you pick your favorite film. Okay. But my answer I always give is Lawrence of Arabia. Right. You know, and that's one we've talked about doing hopefully in the near future. So that's definitely one. A lot of requests for The Godfather. Yes. And Godfather 2, which I know we're going to do, mm -hmm. you know, under the right circumstances. How about yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. I think I echo your sentiments on all those films. I think 2001 is one that sure. I'm looking forward to doing. And I have this strange desire from recently from Robert Meyer Burnett and a couple other people on Twitter uh, to possibly tackle Barry Lyndon. It's a film that I absolutely hate. And I watched it once years and years ago. Yeah. I have almost I didn't like it and I wonder if we can do an experiment where we look at a film that both of us don't necessarily like because that's never happened yet where both of us don't like the film and and it's considered a classic and maybe revisit it and take a look at it in a new way for the show. I wonder what that episode might be like. Well, <laughs> here's the let me tell you my thoughts. To, yes. That's a long movie. That is a long damn and so it means and a boring long ass. And it movie. means us putting a lot of time into doing something true. Like I think it would be more fun is to uh have a special episodes where we rip a shitty movie to pieces. Oh, now you want to rip shitty movies. Well, I do it. <laughs> I do it every once in a while and be as as sort of a Patreon thing or something like oh, that. Oh, right, right, right. But I don't want to put nine hours of 
research and five hours of editing into Barry Lyndon. Right, that's fair. You know what I mean? So like maybe we do a comment, a running commentary on Barry Lyndon sh- where we tear it to maybe, pieces as maybe, we're watching. Maybe. That might be an interesting um, thing. Yeah. Um, there was one other one I just thought of. I don't remember what it was. Okay. Well, I, I, uh, one film I haven't mentioned yet that I really enjoyed doing uh, was Apocalypse Now. I think it's one of our best. Yes. I like that episode a lot. That's one I go back to and listen often, to be yeah. honest with you. Like, and Matt never listens to our top 10 episodes, and I always go back and listen to our stuff because I, it's like, because that's how I'm built. I go back and revisit things all the time. And I think, that, which is to my detriment sometimes in my profession, in my personal life, but like, I, with this, I go back and listen to the episode, our episodes and, and enjoy them thoroughly. And, and certain ones, and Apocalypse Now is one that, because I love that movie so much, I thought we really brought our A game for that episode. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, that's one I really like. I, I listen to, well, I always, I finish editing it. Yeah. I post it. And then usually three or four days later, I'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. Just to see, make sure I didn't mess anything up, right? And and to listen through it, and you know, I like the sound of our, my voice, and I like the sound of your voice. I I like what we're doing, right? right. You know, I my my goal part, of, you know, and I, this is maybe a highfalutin, arrogant sort of goal is to like I want to have the definitive discussion about a film. Yeah, you know, I really want for people that like the cinephiles, like if they go, oh, I'm going to watch Apocalypse Now again, I want to go listen to the cinephiles episode. Yes. That's what I want. Yeah. You know, and, and and what's interesting, Apocalypse Now was a real turning point in terms of how I was editing things because uh, things have changed over time. Like if you look at our early episodes, they're like an hour. Mm-hmm. And more oh, yeah. and more, they're like the length of the movie right. or more, right. which is a problem <laughs> on some <laughs> levels. I don't know if any of you people out there have a problem with it. I have a little bit of a problem with it. Well, you've also become more, uh, your notes taking has increased oh yeah i mean it used to be a page well you would give us give me before we started i would like uh, cursory look it over and then and then we'd just do it well what's changed over is that it's really become us really walking through the whole film yeah we really didn't do before and to to some degree i feel like we do that too much and i want to we'd love to find a way to like get out of the weeds a little bit Mm -hmm. we don't actually have to talk about how this person picked up that glass in that scene (laughs) we can just kind of skip ahead but it's hard once i get into the the sort of this happened then this happened this happens yeah it's hard for me to skip a thing um but also the the thing that started to happen after apocalypse now was going Oh, when the show is working really well, it feels as if you and I are talking to the film. Yes. Like some of the people who don't yeah. know, we had one guest come on the show who thought we were going to watch the film while we did the podcast. Oh, right. Um, and because sometimes it sounds like that's what's happening. Yeah. But in fact, no, we're just having a conversation. But I wanted to feel the way I edit it as if like we're talking to or responding to what's just happened in the film. Yeah. And that have the audience member hopefully have both a good conversation of the, about the movie, but also sometimes have the emotional experience of the movie yeah. while they're having it. Like the, like I was really pleased with the end of Rocky, you know? Oh, yeah. Is that to hopefully f- have people feel the end of that fight yeah. while we're talking, yeah. you know, or feeling the climax of Jaws mm-hmm. or the emotional situation in Close Encounters or right. whatever it is, is that, that, that sort of interplay between our conversation, a real-time conversation mm-hmm. and the aesthetics of the film that's what i'm trying to do when i'm editing sometimes i do a better job than others um do you have things that you like are there actors or genres of films that we haven't given enough attention to uh, that so you, many you you want to focus on for 2018 um yeah i well like we've never done meryl streep yeah you we know need to do that we have we done 
We've never done Catherine Hepburn. We've never really done Catherine Hepburn. We really need to do that. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many, you, you know. We, we did Poitier within the heat of the night, so that was nice. But there's more. But there's so much more. Yeah, there, there's defiant ones. Well, and also the, we, what we missed, which we talked about, but is guess who's coming to dinner is the 50th anniversary right. in 2017. Right. And we had already done um, Heat of the Night. Yeah. We had done The Graduate. Uh, we had done Dirty Dozen. It was mm-hmm. too, you know, all of those. And it's like, well. We didn't do guess who's coming to dinner. Well, and sometimes it's because, like you said, Steve, people die, and if people die, and we revere them right. in their like Martin Lando and right. uh, uh, John Hurt, like we'll do special episodes that throw our schedule out of whack right. because we feel we have to honor their time and their and their their effect on our lives with the movies that they they did and the characters they portrayed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so I mean, like we did. Uh, modern times, which is sort of into the silent era, right. but we haven't done F.W. Murnau, we haven't done Buster Keaton, you know, we haven't done any of those people. Mm-hmm. But there's all of the um, Harold Lloyd. Yeah. yeah, we haven't done Harold Lloyd. You know, there's a whole bunch of musicals. There's a whole bunch of. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm not the biggest horror person, so we've done The Thing and we did The Shining. Yeah, but we really need to give more time to that <laughs> genre. I'm not a big horror person either. Yeah, but, but the best horror I enjoy. Yeah, it's, we haven't yeah. done Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. You know, that's a huge one. I know, you're right. We should walk into that one, yeah. We should definitely make an effort to, a concerted effort to bring that, to do that one. Well, and it, it, it's funny because people on Twitter are sometimes sort of like, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done this? And it's like, we're doing one a week. <laughs> we're doing what we can do. We're doing the best we can, <laughs> You know, man. it's like, yeah, there's Howard Hawks and... yeah. Um, we did one Billy Wilder. There's other Billy Willie Wilders. Willie Wilder. There's we, a lot of Willie Well, Wilder. we got one. We have a we date one. for Easter. Oh, we do. For William Wyler. Oh, for Ben-Hur. Oh, we've been talking about yeah, it. That's right. But that's he, so right. coming this Easter, we'll be doing Ben-Hur. I know <laughs> it's one of your favorites. Coming this Easter. Yeah. 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 We're definitely doing And we've talked about doing, like we said, Lawrence, um, I mean, there's so much that I, I want to explore the screwball comedies more. Yeah. Like it happened one night with Clark Gable right. and, I, Philadelphia, and story, Philadelphia Story. Absolutely. Bring I, up Baby. Yeah, because those are going to make me watch those films again, which I, you know, I would watch through film class and then talk about it. And then I would never watch again. And so, and a lot of those are Criterion Collection films. Oh, yeah. So I would love to explore that. And I want to explore some more foreign films. I was just going to say, yeah. The only ones we've done are Cinema Paradiso and um, Yojimbo. Yojimbo, right. Those are the only ones. And right. we certainly talked about Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's also there's, there's a bunch of breathless. Renoir, there's breathless, yeah. there's rule you know, rules of the game, there's yeah, the game. bicycle thief, there's Rome Open City, there's so many or hundred blows. Yeah. Yeah, or even Russian Battleship Potemkin yeah. is one Ivan the Terrible we could dance around with. Uh Tokyo Story is another one we haven't touched I've on. I've never seen. Yeah, yeah. which is uh, one of the most just uh, destructive films you're ever going to watch emotionally, you know. Is there we haven't touched on a lot of Chinese cinema, Korean cinema, nope. uh, and we haven't done any anime. And so nope. there's certainly possibilities where we could do Akira. Akira is yeah. one we got a lot of requests for. Yeah, I have a whole story about that one. Really? Oh yeah. Do you want to tell it now or just when we do the podcast? Uh, I can tell it when we do the podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think we should make that one of our first ones in 2018. Okay. Akira, because I I think it'd be great to kind of take. Uh, you know, uh, check that box yeah. and do that. And yeah, you're right. There are musicals we haven't touched on because what do we do? Singing in the Rain and American. Oh no, we haven't done Singing in the Rain and West Side Story. West Side Story. We've been talking about American in Paris. I want to do American in Paris. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, we ran into Milena and David Cornu, who were also guests on our show. Fantastic. We should guests. give them shout outs. That West Side Story one is, I think that's our opus. Yeah. I'll one be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was one that we really got bone deep. So. Yeah. Yeah. And they were so great to have on. Yeah. They, they brought so much expertise. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's I think this is good. Do you do you want to Okay, all right. Well, 
this is why I wanted to have this, just to have a conversation with you. And I wanted to tell you all, and I think I echo, and Steve, of course, will have will say what he thinks, but I just want to thank all of you who have listened to us, who have come aboard. You know, a lot of you uh, I've gotten to know uh, from other shows you've come over. We picked up new listeners who maybe from your friends, from your family, that you've turned on to the cinephiles. Uh, and so it's been a blast to get to know uh, to a degree a lot of you, to hear from a lot of you, to to know that you're consistently listening to us at the same levels that we're anywhere between one and four uh, for the week on Podomatic, which is great. And keep the suggestions coming. I mean, not obviously at a high volume, but keep the suggestions coming. Uh, maybe and pass this on to your friends. Pass this on. Like tell your film professors about our show. Maybe you'll be able to, you know, like play an episode in your class with as a class. Maybe your professor will appreciate that when he listens to an episode and gives us some love. And maybe they'll pass that on to their students and whatever in their classes and different teachers. So I think we. I think what Steve's right. I think we want to be the definitive podcast for a film. If you go see. A classic film or a great film you turn our our uh our episode on and you listen to us break it down and analyze it and so it's been a pleasure doing it so far with you steve it's been a joy to really discover these films again with you and talk about this stuff with you and it's been a joy sharing it with everybody who listens to us every week yeah i, I can't begin to tell you what a, a privilege it is to be able to do something you really like every yeah. week and share it with a lot of people who appreciate it. So I know there's so many cinephiles out there who love film the way that we do, who love being part of this conversation. And I, we really like hearing from you, whether or not it's on YouTube or on, uh, on Twitter or Facebook. And uh, it's been so nice being able to schedule every week that you and I are going to talk about a great movie yeah. as opposed to every couple of months where we would end up, you know, out yeah, somewhere. Out somewhere. Like this is like, no, officially we are going to get together to talk about it. Sometimes it's hard to schedule because yeah. it gets tough to work out because you and I both have very busy lives, yeah. but it is such a pleasure to go do it. And just every time it just, you know, it brightens up my day to have this conversation. So thank you very much. Yeah. Thank and, you. Steve. Yeah. And thank you everyone who's out there. Uh, you want to end the show? Cause I, I'm not, I know you started the plugs. It. I'm not doing it, doing the plugs. You want me to do the plugs? Yes. Please. Okay. So <laughs> I will do my regular rant that you can visit us on our Facebook page at the cinephiles. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on YouTube, on Spotify worldwide, man. You can, uh, you can, uh, well, you got the worldwide just took I'm me sorry. right out of my brain. <laughs> Um, you can leave comments, you can leave reviews, you can buy all of our movies on our website, cinephiles.net, and you can support us on patreon.com slash the cinephiles. And uh, that's it for this where week. Where can they follow you? Oh, yeah, they can follow me at SR Morris. John, where can they follow you? You guys can always follow, follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter or Instagram. I hope all of you had a healthy and happy holidays. Grab 2018 by the throat and get what you need in this life. Fight, fight, fight. And go and have an awesome year this year. And we hope to be with you every week uh, with a new film. Or almost uh, every week. Oh, almost every week <laughs> with a part one or part two or a new film uh, every week and, and a new episode. So thanks again. And, and we will talk to you soon on The Cinephiles.